I'm writing this on July 18, 2021, at my house in Duluth, Minnesota. There's not a cloud in the sky, but the sky isn't blue, more of a murky brownish gray. I can't smell smoke today, but I could yesterday, making us reluctant to open our windows last night. It's hard to sleep when the inside temperature is 80 degrees, but even harder to sleep when you think about your baby grandchild, his tiny lungs still developing, breathing in dangerous particulates. This year's dry June and July are the worst northern Minnesota has experienced since the Dust Bowl. Exacerbating the situation is the smoke from fires associated with the heat and drought in Canada and the West. Here in Duluth, we've had air quality warnings for weeks now. I'm taking this situation very personally because of baby Walter, but he's hardly the only baby out there and hardly the only baby I'm personally concerned about. We human parents and grandparents can at least minimize our children's exposure to dangerous outdoor conditions. But what can my backyard blue jays, chickadees, wrens, and robins do to minimize their own and their baby's exposure to this ever-present smoke? Many of the conifers and birches in the North Woods are in jeopardy from so many 90-degree days, not even counting the lack of rain. Foresters need to be planning for changes in species composition in the northern forest because these warming trends are getting worse. Thinking about my family and backyard birds and northern trees is sad enough, but then I think about the children and birds living in the huge swath of land where the fires are burning. When fires are small, at least some, and often most, birds and other animals can escape. But the size and duration of fires has been growing in recent decades. During the Dust Bowl, when conditions were as bad as people then could imagine, we were not yet spreading pesticides over the landscape. Invasive species hadn't taken over so much of our forests, prairies, and other habitats. And many of the other ways we've been developing and degrading habitat now make it even harder for a landscape to recover after a drought, even a drought without a fire. A half century ago when I was in college, I learned about the serious threat of climate change along with a huge host of other environmental dangers caused by burning fossil fuels. Power plants where coal or oil is burned release nitrogen oxide, sulfur dioxide, particulate matter, mercury, and carbon dioxide into the atmosphere along with small amounts of toxic metals such as arsenic, cadmium, chromium, and nickel. And we have to deal with horribly toxic oil pits and coal ash disposal sites, oil spills and pipeline leaks. The list goes on and on. We knew with the gas crisis in the 70s that our dependence on fossil fuels was also an issue of national security. Oil companies have long understood the implications of climate change, but even as they started planning ways to exploit Arctic oil supplies as the ice pack melts, they've suppressed public information about climate change and ridiculed people talking about it, taking rather the opposite tack of Margaret Mead, who said, I was brought up to believe that the only thing worth doing was to add to the sum of accurate information. 
woman in the world. Think of the decades we've squandered doing so little to find clean alternatives. And now my baby grandson and those baby chickadees I've so treasured this year cannot play outside without breathing in toxic particulates. Yes, I'm bitter, and my sense of despair is growing. But just yesterday, my friend Karen posted a poem by Wendell Berry that calmed my soul, at least for a moment. He wrote, The Peace of Wild Things. When despair for the world grows in me and I wake in the night at the least sound in fear of what my life and my children's lives may be, I go and lie down where the wood drake rests in his beauty on the water and the great heron feeds. I come into the peace of wild things who do not tax their lives with forethought of grief. I come into the presence of still water and I feel above me the day-blind stars waiting with their light. For a time I rest in the grace of the world and am free. That was Wendell Berry's poem, The Peace of Wild Things, and I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.